Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends behind the binary, patrons, uh, sorry about that. Uh, I went right into the intro. Holy moly, Scooter. Uh, well, what do you say we get on with the podcast that you support and make possible, patrons? Let's get off the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Uh, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside... Whatever's keeping you awake, it could be thoughts, you know, things on your mind, uh, feeling, so things, you know, it could be thinking about the past, present, the future, near future, uh, you know, other stuff. So thoughts, feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you, physical sensations, like last night it was, I had all three last night, I'm not, not to, but to bring this up and make it about me, but uh, just so you know I can relate. I had the last one first, then I had feelings about the sensations, then I had thoughts about my feel about my thoughts about my feelings and my physical sensations. Then I had a debate about what to do. And then I did here here's some things. Who was the famous person that did like the stages of I wonder if there's stages of like with sleep. Uh, it is, when you can't sleep, this is, I guess, the truth. It is a little bit full of G-R-I-E-F, if that's the correct spelling. But maybe I'll come back to that, because I do a lot of bargaining, I guess, and I feel those other feelings. I don't know all of them in order. But, oh, boy, do I have that A word, A-N-G-E-R, too. Bargaining, den- you know, what is it, denial? Oh, I'll, I'll fall right, like, and then that part of me laughs. I'm, I'm, I, let me just move my pillow. Let me just move over to the right here. I'm going to fall right asleep. And part of me goes, Mwah. Anyway, so whatever is keeping you awake, it could be any of that stuff. It could be, you know, that sound effect that maybe I'll, like that voice. But that was a friendly voice. Uh, whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here to take your mind off of that uh, while you fall asleep. And so I've got a safe place set aside. I smooth it, I pat it, I rub it down, I say safe place. It's all set aside for you here. And the way I do it is I send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, uh, like uh, extra words like those, word fragments, mumbles, groans, all to take your mind off stuff while you fall asleep. So if you're if you're a regular listener, I'm so glad you're here. We haven't ever talked about this uh, these stages of sleeplessness before. Yet another book I'll never write, uh, The Scooter Story. That would be funny. Maybe that should be the name. If I ever do write a book, that's what it should be called. Written by David Sedaris, uh, like that would be that would be classic. Uh, I don't think I could. I don't know if the split would work for me because it'd probably be like, yeah, well, like he gets ninety scoots, you get, then we get uh, eight, and then you get one percent. 
And it's, well, if, do I have to do anything? Because maybe that, that could be a deal I could be into then. Like nothing. For 1%, maybe I would think about, nah, well, I don't know. Anyway, where was I? Oh, oh, regular listeners, I'm so glad I can be here for you and that you keep coming back and that I can help you get to get to sleep uh, on a regular basis. But let me talk to to uh, the new listeners here. Uh, like, uh, hey, new listeners, welcome. This podcast is very different, so I just want to introduce you to a couple ideas Uh uh, to help help you like uh, understand what's happening. So if you're new, the first thing to note is if you're having feelings about this podcast uh, that are neutral or non-neutral, that's understandable. Most people, when they get here, they say, "What is it?" Like, uh, like I don't I don't know if people do a lot of squinting, but the emotional version of that, where you say, "What is that over there?" See, where it's just quite out of, you see, what is that? Uh, like, I do that a lot when I'm walking my dog at night and she sees something that I don't see or senses something. Usually it's a CAT or what she thinks is one, and I can't see it. I say, what is that you're looking at there? What What is it? I can't, because then I say, well, maybe we'll, like, cross the street or something. I don't, like, uh, the cat's probably taking a bath or something. If it's a cat, I say, here's one, here's something I just got a random question that came up for me is like, uh, anybody see squirrels at night? I'm not kidding. It just, how did it take me my whole life to just wonder that? Uh, you see, when was the last time you saw a squirrel at night? You see raccoons at night, but not squirrels, huh? I mean, there's probably a 99% chance tonight when I take off for a walk, I'll see 40. I'll say, oh, well, you just never noticed us, Scoots. We're here. We're enjoying the evening, and uh, we don't, you know, we scurry during the day so we can, you know, uh, relax our evenings away. But yeah, we're, we're around. Oh, sorry, sorry, squirrels. Okay, so I forgot. Oh, so new listeners. So this podcast is very different. That's one of the reasons you're probably having strong feelings about it. So that's why I want to tell you a couple of things. One, this podcast does not work for everybody. But in the high 90% of the people it worked for that listen on a regular basis, uh, it took two or three tries for them to get used to it. So give it two or three tries. And if you don't like the podcast, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It just means you don't like it. Like, uh, it's just a natural thing. You say, oh, no, I just don't like the show. So there's no judgment on my end if you don't like the show either. I hope you do, and I hope it can help. And I can only tell you from experience that it takes two or three tries for, for most people to adjust. And some of the things you have to adjust to is, one, well, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, all those things. Second, this isn't a podcast you really listen to. Just like not a lot of people go, like people go bird watching, but you never hear, and I mean, just because Hollywood has never glamorized it once again, is people, you don't hear a lot of people going squirrel watching Though I would probably, that would probably be a delightful pastime. You'd say, well, like, uh, yeah, people like the birds because they sing. And But if you watch squirrel watching, you know what squirrels do most of the time? They frolic. Now, they're harder to watch, uh, but oh boy, is it worth it. So there, I just glamorized squirrel watching. 
Squirrel Watch, uh, the podcast about squirrel watching and things interesting to squirrel watchers. Hey, Craig, what, uh, like, that's from script notes. Uh, and then he'd say, hello, my name is Craig Mason. I am here in a tree watching squirrels, because uh, he usually puts a voice on every time. Anyway, so, oh boy, how did we get to squirrel? Oh, this is kind of a bit like, I wouldn't say it's like squirrel watching, because that's something you don't really think about, right? You say, well, yeah, I watch the birds more. I kind of, I notice the squirrels, but they're moving around, so I just kind of notice them in the side. I'm, I'm barely paying attention. You're barely paying attention. The squirrel story. Yep, that's how it is being a squirrel. You don't, you don't even think we're out at night where we are. But yeah, you say, well, I didn't notice, uh, Scoots. I didn't notice it. Like, that's what a regular listener would say if we had breakfast together. It'd say, did you hear the, did you listen, did you hear the show last night? Yeah, well, I, I turned it on. Yeah, Scoots. Oh, yeah. Well, which episode was it? Because I, I, I'm working on episode. Oh, I don't, I didn't notice, Scoots. Whatever one was in my podcast played. Okay. Do you know what I was talking about? Hmm. I think you were talking about melame, maybe, or macrame, maybe macaroni, or macrame, or melame, or meltorme. I don't know. Maybe it was Paul Anka. Again, no idea. Scoots, maybe it could have been Don Ho. I don't know. Okay, so I was either talking about macaroni or Don Ho. I, Scoots, I have no idea. I just, I was barely listening. I said, you did a great job once. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, really means a lot to me. That would be how it goes, and that would be genuine. I'd say, thanks for not listening. This is the only podcast that that happens. You say, yeah, you don't really need to listen to them. It, that would be where they'd break the wall, and they'd turn to you, and they'd say, this is really how you use the podcast. You don't really listen to him. It's great. Uh, greatest thing, and he's not even really here having breakfast. It's just a podcast, so I don't even have to think about it. So that's the first thing that can throw new people off. The second thing is that uh, I don't really put you to sleep. There are other sleep audios out there, and most of them are different than this show. But like this sleep, this podcast doesn't put you to sleep. It keeps you company, and then you, while you fall asleep, I'm here to barely entertain you and take your mind off of stuff. I'm here to be your companion in the deep dark night, your Borbra. Your boar friend, your boar bestie, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar, uh, the boar, the boar, you know, I'm your boar bud. I mean, that's really what I'm here to be. So you don't, you don't really listen to me and you don't really fall asleep. That's why the episodes are over an hour, right around an hour. So you have plenty of time to drift off. But here's the other part of the boar bud role is I'm here to the very end. So if you can't sleep, or you wake up, or you just you need a little, you say, I need somebody to barely just talk to me that I can barely listen to during the day or at night. I'm here. That's what I'm here for. Like, believe it or not, I'm working this whole episode, but you know, the, the work I put into it, it's, uh, it, I guess it's twofold. It's there if you need it, and it's there if you don't, if you need it, but you don't need it. So those are two things to know if you're a new listener couple other things to know structurally and i don't understand uh i guess i keep coming back to this and i always point it out 
but then people always don't get it, but maybe because they skip this part. So the show starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. I hope you know that that means that you're welcome here and that the show is built on empathy and compassion for other human beings. And, you know, maybe not as much, you know, I, I, I'm trying to increase my squirrel-based compassion and empathy, too. Uh, but the times I've tried to pretend to be a squirrel, they've said, Scoots, you, like, uh, this is the last time we're going to give you a warning. This is our tree. And, like, uh, I say, okay, sorry about that again. I say, actually, could you call, could you call, because my, my squirrel outfit's actually caught on this branch, too. And, you know, I still have a mouth, I, my, my, like, uh, it's hard for me to talk to you with my uh, cheeks full of, uh, I don't have it full of, I full, have it full of nut butter. So they're kind of stuck in my cheeks. Uh, don't do any of this. This is just imaginary, by the way. Okay, what was I saying before I climbed up in a tree? Barely listened. Oh, structurally. So that's the greeting. Then there's business. The top business is not really that long. Like, uh, but it's like usually our sponsor Helix, then Patreon, and then, you know, resources for listeners. And then there's our intro. So sometimes I think people think the intro... In the business, I don't know. But the intro is around 20, 25 minutes of me trying to explain what the podcast is. But that's one, that's the surface what the intro seems like it is. Really what the intro is, is me warming it up and cooling it down at the same time. So you can ease into bed or bedtime. So, so like if you become a regular listener, you'll notice, oh, well, I'm going to start scoots before I get in bed. Or, you know, I'm going to start knitting and listen to scoots on the couch and then get in bed. Or I'm going to do some doodling in bed. Or, you know, I'm going to, you know, do whatever. Look at my macaroni or macrame or, you know, macrame today. One of the great publications used to be made of macrame. I don't know what that is, or Malame. And uh, yeah, and, and then I'm going to like uh, make sure tomorrow morning that I wake up to that uh, Melanie and Mel Torme podcast because uh, uh, they're talking about Don Ho. Like they have Don Ho on. So that, and uh, they're making macaroni. So, okay, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. So, Oh, so the whole idea of the intro is that it becomes part of your bedtime routine to ease you into bedtime and give you some distance from the day. Because I can't really, uh, there's no, I don't have the power to just put you to sleep. I only have the power to slowly distract you while you fall asleep. Really, only, I can, the only thing I can do is be here and keep you company and be your boar bud. But that's really the most important job I've ever had in my entire life. Though I've had other important jobs, like working in a library. Uh, like, this is important to you right now, if, if it can help you. So, oh, structurally. So that's the intro. Because sometimes I don't, people say, what is the intro? Why do you keep going on and on and on? I say, well, give it two or three tries. I think you'll understand uh, and then there's business after the intro, but before our episode. And that's how podcast structure works. It's just, uh, the way they say, and that's actually the business that keeps the podcast coming out free. Then 
there's our episode. Tonight it's a crossover episode that you heard me talk about at the top of the show. Uh, for my friends uh, Travis and Caitlin at Fool and Scholar Productions, uh, Vast Horizon. So you'll, you, this is like a reimagining of one of their episodes. So, so then you can you'll be like, oh wow, I got to check this podcast out tomorrow during the day. But for now, it'll be here to put you to sleep, a bit like a bedtime story, or more or less a bit like I'm taking an episode of their exciting podcast and making it into a bedtime story. So uh, then there's thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. So you can fall asleep at, like at any time, but like it, usually it eases listeners into bedtime or it keeps them company, you know, as they, uh, you, know, the, 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 you know, whatever's going on. So structure of the show, that's, oh, the reason I make the show, the reason I make the show, like I said, I've been there, including last night. I said, what the hey? is going on uh and sometimes it just happens like you know you you do everything right so you think uh and then something comes up and you say what why can't i fall asleep uh i, I had everything planned out and i did everything you know no okay you know i did it all holy uh what do they call that holy sleep hygiene uh robin uh, like, uh, that's what I, I didn't say that last night. Cause I said, what in the strong, strong words for adults only. Uh, but because I've been there even recently and I know it can feel, there's a lot of feelings associated with not being able to fall asleep. And there's some primary ones and I'm here to kind of intersect with that or interrupt that and keep you company and take your mind off of that. And then ideally you could fall asleep or at least you could say, okay, I got a place I can breathe here. Cause eventually I reach acceptance. I say, okay, but it always is, even though I've been doing this podcast for a long time and having issues with sleep my whole life, I still have to go through all those other stages most of the time. And they say, okay, well, let me just do something different for a little while and then I'll fall asleep uh, or I won't. And then I'll try to figure it out tomorrow or take a nap. And inevitably, that usually helps. This podcast can hopefully interrupt that cycle just because I'm outside of you. And I'm here to, 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 to work on your behalf. Really, that's what I'm here to do. And the reason why I'm here to work on your behalf is because your sleep is important. You deserve a good night's sleep. And if I can help with that, it really gives my life purpose. Uh, now, I can't help. It doesn't, like I said, I can't help everybody. I wish I did. But... Uh, I hope I can help you because uh, if you get a good night's sleep, you could be in a position to flourish and live your life more fully. And that's really a beautiful thing. Almost as beautiful as if I get a place, a chance to take like a little nap later today. So that's why I'm here. That's my job. And that's what's important. Now, if you're new, yeah, like I said, give it a few tries. It might not work for you. It might not be your thing. I have creaky dulcet tones. I'm strange. And I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But just see how it goes. There's nothing to lose. So give it two or three tries and then say, nah. Or, I mean, more and more often what happens is, like, the people that already had strong, strong dislike are already kind of sending me stuff that's not super nice. But if you're still here, you could try other sleep podcasts, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you, or Empty Bowl, or Sweet Sleep Whispers. 
just start there and, uh, you know, see if there's something else out there. And then some people find their way back. Well, like that happens more and more often because, and that's just a natural part of it forever. You know, we've had that. I'll never watch that show. And then you say, somebody says, have you seen that? And I say, no, uh, maybe I'll check it out now. Like people come back to this with fresh ears where they strongly listened once, had a strong reaction, then either had something come up or someone said, hey, are you sure you haven't tried that? Like, have you tried not listening to that podcast? Well, how do I do that? Well, you just turned it on and you kind of barely, oh, the first time I was listening and it was a uh, scooter's too much to handle. And you say, yeah, you don't handle them. You just let them, it's kind of like you're like a sieve. He just passes through you. I mean, and a metaphoric, and not even in a metaphoric, no, thank you, Scooter, please don't pass, no problem, I wouldn't pass through you, pass by you, breeze by. Okay, yeah, thanks, Scooter. Thanks anyway uh, for that stuff. i sorry I wasn't listening to you at breakfast. No, but that was, an, you're, actually, you're a figment of my imagination for the listeners. Oh, I, even I don't listen to you, Scoots. Yeah, it means I'm doing my job. That's what I'm proud. Believe it or not, I'm proud of that. I'm proud even the figments of my imagination don't need to listen to me. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can help you sleep by you, by me keeping you company and you, you know, just kind of tuning me out or barely listening. Or if you need to, you can listen. I'll be here. But I appreciate you coming by. I work really hard at Urine and I Strive. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways. This is really how we're able to bring you this podcast for free. Thanks. All right, everybody. It's uh, Scoots here. I'm going to turn the podcast over to a guest storyteller from far in the past. You haven't heard her voice in a while. And she wants to, she's going to bring you a special crossover episode. She's going to be telling the bedtime tale based on season two, episode nine of Vast Horizon, The Choices We Make. And this is a, a podcast uh, made by two amazing people, uh, Caitlin and Travis. You heard me talk about it uh, towards the beginning of the show. And it's a perfect opportunity. They just wrapped their second season. So you could listen to this episode, then you can compare it. Uh, you could listen to episode. You could binge through season one and season two. And believe me, you're going to want to. You could also, uh, if you're new to the show, you could listen to this. You could listen to episode nine, and then you could listen. Like you say, okay, now I'm going to listen to to the the entire first and second seasons, kind of like episode nine was some sort of prequel. Say, where am I? What's happening? But I'd highly recommend starting at episode one uh, and just queuing it up and setting yourself up for a journey. Uh, but without further ado, uh, let me turn things over to uh, the world-famous storyteller, uh, Agatha. Well, hello, uh, hello, everyone. This is Agatha, and I'm here to tell you a tale. Oh, how oh, Travis and Caitlin are such good people. Even though I live in another world, I'm here to, t to tell the children of my world uh, this tale. You're listening in, but you're special. I'm talking right to you, of course. I was trying to have an English, Earth-English accent, but I'm not very good at it. But, so I'll just tell the tale in my voice. Oh, my children. 
This is called The Choices We Make uh, from Vast Horizon. And I want you to slowly fade in. Uh, And you might say, Agatha, where are we? Where? Well, I want you to imagine, are we in outer space or where are we is a good question. As you hear uh, sounds, there's a, a phone call ending, an electronic phone call. There's a beeping, and then we hear footsteps, and a door opens and closes. And then the character I'd like you to think about identifying with children, Nolira, says, What's wrong? And there's something happening. She's not just asking because the door is opened and someone's there, someone named Sanjay. But she's asking because there's a thumping, like a bass, a bass drum. You'd say, is that a stereo system on a, a like a, a like a, a cost, cost? What is that? Uh, and you say, Agatha, how do you know of these things when the world you come from? I say, well, just settle in for this tale, children. There's no questions here. They can't be answered. I wasn't like, uh, yes, this is, it's a bass sound, like a bass drum, a deep thumping but not in a consistent way, in an irregular moment. So you say, well, I don't like that because it doesn't have the consistency. But let's get back to Nolera. She says, what's wrong? Sanjay says, come with me. And quickly, they leave the room they're in, and and as they're walking, tip-tip-tapping, they have crisp steps, the two of them, you start to hear other voices, concerned voices, uh, worrying, saying, what's with that thumping? It was trying to curl my hair. I have to launch tomorrow morning, and I'm quite grouchy now. What is with that thumping? And there's more thumping, even more powerful. And there's more and more displeasured voices when Nolira says, what, what, what is that? I don't even know what, is that a bass drum of a car? Or whatever, it, or you say, it's not a bass drum in a car. Okay, it's a thumper. It's a thumping thumper. Something's a thumping, we'll say. Sanjay says, well, we don't know yet. The security sent us all texts, uh, saying, we don't know why there's all this uh, thumping outside. Uh, get down to the lobby, because it's it's, it's some sort of uh, impromptu parade. Uh, but a, a parade saying, we, we think it may be, do you remember the tale of, uh, what was that called, the Pied Piper? They what, what would have happened if you didn't know the Pied Piper was up to, you know, up to no good? That's what's happening here, maybe. They're saying, well, there's texts that say this is a parade and we're all supposed to go along with the thumping base vehicles uh, and even flatbed vehicles with people playing giant kettle drums. Uh, but uh, he also says, okay, it's in the lo- we're meeting everybody in the lobby. Uh, Camilla's uh, trying to contact Carlos right now. Nolira says, uh, you know, she tries to bring things down. Okay, it's going to be fine. Let's just uh, wait for Carlos. It's business as usual. Nothing to be concerned about. Uh, there's Everyone loves a parade, even an impromptu parade in the middle of, you know, that's inconvenient timing. 
But there's some more thumping children. And, you know, of course, the children, if, if, if you could imagine yourself there, you'd say, well, I want to follow. There's something about that, the thumping. Uh, now that I'm out of bed, I want to follow it. Uh, and no lyricist, yes, yes, you're right. It'll be fine. Let's just stay calm and wait. Stay calm and wait. Uh, but children, if you could see her face, you say, you're saying one thing, Nulira. But your body and your mind, and your your body's telling me what's really on your mind, your face. Uh, you can't hide it, not even from Sanjay, who's this doctor. And she says, wait, wait, uh, wait, uh, yeah, 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 wait. Uh, Sanjay says, uh, exactly. W are you okay, doctor? And then horns, like fancy horns, that go doodle doo da do, or stuff like that, start honking. And there's more bass thumping. And Sanjay says, Doctor, do you know something about this parade? Is there a myth we're not familiar with in this story of a Pied Piper? I just wonder if those people knew the myth of the Pied Piper. Well, you could say both sides, Doctor. What would they have missed out on, but also... You know, would they have not have gone? But, of course, it could have been false Pied Pipers. But no says, no, 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 I'm, I'm okay, thank you. Uh, just, it's just a memory, says Sanjay. Uh, so, so what do we know that's happening? It's a parade, right? Bring me back. Uh, yes, yes, doctor, a parade. Maybe. I don't think it's great to speculate. We're, we're not sure. It's, it's in a, well... I guess uh, technically it's a car, a line of cars and vehicles and uh, floats, so I guess technically it is. But to speculate more would not be a good idea. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, and then we hear someone with one of those bullhorns uh, or a cone, or just are very good at projecting their voice, children. No, no, no need to project your voice now. Agatha's telling this tale. Stay in your seats and get comfortable, as I tell you. Uh, that an announcer person, probably on a blowhorn in this situation, or with some sort of floating technological wonder, says, okay, everybody, listen up closely. We uh, we need to follow along with this parade. It's, it's really sweeping us up with our emotions, and uh, let's just orderly follow along here. Now, it looks like the parade is heading down. We're going to head out these back doors, a single, not single file, but like as if you were in single file with a politeness of that single file style. And we want you to go towards Marine Street. Uh, now, don't bring anything along you can't carry for, for a long walk. We don't know how long this parade is. Uh, uh, and remember, that's Marine Street, not Marine Boulevard. And then the person puts down the blow home and says, Dr. Zhang Antui, uh, please, I need to speak with you. Uh, he's speaking to Nolira, and she says, well, what's, what's going on? What is, this? is this actually a parade? And he says, uh, Carlos uh, said that, that there's, uh, like, uh, it's something more than a parade, but we don't know what more. There's something else going on. Uh, and also... Don't tell anybody this, but the ba thumping of the bass uh, is not good. The construction of these domiciles, one of the reasons we should follow this parade is that uh, 
They're not prepared for dealing with this level of base thumping. This is unprecedented base thumping. Some of the base we can't even detect uh, because it's subsonic or something. I don't know, doctor. I'm not an audio doctor. So we have to... Oh, by the way, i got to talk to everybody else. Excuse me. Everybody, please... uh, uh, move now again. I don't want to keep repeating myself. I know we should have chosen a bit more names, but in Marine Street, there's Marine Boulevard, Marine Lane. Marine Place doesn't even go through, so please don't go down Marine Place. Marine Square, Marine Street is what we're looking for. That's where the parade, just follow the parade, I guess. And then more things, you know, we hear more things. People are coming out of the buildings, the chattering, the bass is thumping. Some people are saying that they're already weighing in whether their feelings about pro or anti-bass. The following, oh, and then it says, okay, everybody, holy mackerel, who named these streets? It's Marine Street. Street. Just go to the one named Street. Forget the Marine part. You want to be on a street and not a, uh, what are they, what are they uh, how many different names? Oh, none of the, don't worry about the Marine. Just go down streets. And then, you know, even uh, like, uh, you know, stuff is coming out of the trees, like pine needles from the base uh, thumping and, uh, I don't know, people are saying, I'm not sure this, uh, you know, my, my teeth feel like they're furry now from this. Uh, and then it seems like somehow people are pointing fingers as they do with these type of events with a pro and anti. They say, that's her, that's the base maker, the base maker. Someone else says that, no, that's, a, she's the Pied Piper, I believe. Uh, it's, it's, this is a Pied Piper. And uh, then the, the authority figure says, everyone stay calm, please. Once again, please stay calm and follow uh, to Marine Street. Uh, Nolira says, what is going on? Why is everybody arguing? Is is this a dream? I don't know, doctor. But, do you, you know, I'm trying to, could you just go to Marine Street, please? Was this, uh, is this coordinate, is maybe this is, I think I remember that tale of the Pied Piper. If there was a Pied Piper, let me just say, Nolira, I'm an authority figure. If there was a Pied Piper, I would know about it. I have a headset on. They would let me know. All I know is I follow, you know, I'm just following the commands coming through my headset. It says, everyone go to Marine Street, please. Oh, now people are not walking orderly. And also people are, you know, disagreeing about the, oh boy, excuse me, please. Even I, Nolira, please, everybody, calm down. This is a good... Oh, and now the crowd, children. Now, don't worry, children. I wouldn't be telling you this tale if it didn't have a pleasant conclusion. But much, most, much like you've seen when, when, you know, when someone... You know, the other classes you go to that aren't taught by me, Agatha. You know, with the teachers or the adults or the authorities, they may be you know, let someone run away with things instead of giving children the proper space. Uh, everyone got very loud and it became a big thing. But we'll fade away from that. And I want you to think about the sounds of a command deck. Uh, you say, I guess I don't know what a command deck is. Well, this beeping. 
this chattering, there's people working, some people working silently with some of your children don't know necessarily how to do with your desks sometimes. This this is futuristic children, so there's screens and there's lights uh, and, and pleasant sounds because you, you have to work there all day long, so it's uh, audibly comforting and it has a busy sound of a productive workplace. But the commands themselves are not commanding. They're just there in the background. And, you know, some of you children, you know, some of you when we do our plays are the stars and some of you are the chorus. And uh, this is a chorus member who says, uh, who's in a, a uniform and says, Captain, the private rooms are having a, uh, you know, for timeouts, uh, those are having audio malfunctions. And we can't even audio surveil those rooms for time out to hear if anyone's using, a, you know, we can't hear them. Even the extra rooms that the navigation crew are using, we can't listen in on anyone. Uh, and that's usually, you know, in case the whispering secrets. Uh, and you said to keep an eye on number one and two, especially... So uh, unless you want to send someone there in person, we can see them. We just can't hear them, Captain. Okay, Captain. This is you know I'm this. Oh, this character is kind of like a second in command character. Uh, and you'll learn more when you listen to this whole story. You say, "Well, I formulated a much different vision than yours, Agatha." And I'd say, "Good, that's good. Your imagination. This is theater of the mind, children." Not what I'm doing here, what you'll listen to one day. Captain, this has happened before. Audio malfunctions occurred when Dr. Zhang on Tui had a previous meeting with the guest from the Bifrost. Oh, I'm the captain, and I'm, oof, I gotta think this out and make a puffy puff up my chest and cross my arms and show that I'm not concerned because she can't do anything. She's in a timeout. Uh, she doesn't even have a, a she doesn't even, we canceled the screen time. And that included com computers even, correct? Correct, Captain. What would you like me to tell the security staff? Well, I'm thinking about it. I may think nothing, not for now. Uh, and don't move someone into the forward annex yet, uh, Go into her room and check her room for something. Maybe she's disrupting something. I don't know. Maybe she's got some sort of uh, equipment. Uh, but check it quickly because whatever's going on is happening in the present time. Yes, Captain, I'm walking away now. To, 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 okay. Okay, good work. And then the captain turns to his first, you know, second in command or whatever. Gran. What do you think of this situation? I know you have opinions on the doctor. Yeah, plainly, sir, I don't think her capable of such a thing. Whatever she's doing blocking our audio listening. I mean, before I even met her, I had assumptions about her. You know, that's probably not the best way to lead, but uh, she seemed like a peanut... Pinachin, uh, what you call an oogie boogie. You know what I mean, Captain? Is it oogie boogie or boogie oogie? I thought it was boogie oogie. Oogie boogie? I guess it's oogie boogie. 
What about the rest of the? I didn't know you were a fan of that. Uh, is it? Do you consider it a musical or film, Grun? Okay, oogie boogie, Captain. Well, when I saw her taken in from the Bifrost and brought here upon the Walton, she seemed a small, fragile, incapable. Granted, uh, many humans seem small to us. Yes, 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 but uh, from what we know of her work, uh, of her ability to adapt uh, and her actions on the Bifrost, she's very capable. I know that, Captain. And in all honesty, I loathe her for it. Uh, maybe a bit of jealousy, too. Given the circumstance, but I don't believe she's doing this alone. Well, I understand. Uh, we have to determine a way out of this. Uh, with everyone here depending on us, uh, you know, I'm command. You're first in, you know, you're number one. If we were on another ship, uh, what do we have? Well, I've collected the updates from our communi communications, uh, our computer science, and now oh, there's something dinging. Ding there's an announcement coming, Captain. Uh, hello, command crew of the OTV Walton. This announcement is to inform you uh, of the uh, imminent uh, loss of forward propulsion uh, due to the Walton being out of gas. This will also impact the Bifrost and then the Walton. You have 37 hours and 25 minutes before you, you because you, you, know, you have forward momentum. You also don't have any fuel to slow back down. And you are at a critical speed, making it improbable for you to find your way back home. Which won't be good for anyone on Bifrost or Auxiliary Vessel 743-1. So if I were you, I would leave the Walton evac, as they say, immediately. Thank you and good day. And then, children, this is not a voice that has ever come out. You know, this is some. they say, wait a second, that wasn't the captain or the first in command or our general announcement voice. And the captain, surprised, but also a commander, says, uh, do not prepare stations for evac. Keep working here. This is a workplace. And I want to keep, keep, keep up that beeping and those typing sounds, right? No whispering. I hear you whispering. Out of gas. Whose job is it to make sure we have enough fuel? Well, in the end, it, it, you know, it ends with me, so... We need to speak privately, Gron. Oh, yes, Captain. Now that we are in your office, uh, how did she do that? This is real. What does she mean? Run out of fuel immediately or soon? I'm not sure, Captain. We, I thought we had, according to, to the electronic uh, readouts, we have plenty of fuel. Oh, no. Now it's showing empty. Uh, video surveillance, if we look here, shows her conversing with someone else in a timeout. Uh, I'm thinking that this announcement is a trick. It was a pre-recorded announcement. Because she's not reacting at all. Look at her. 37 hours. Uh, she has this on a darn countdown clock. Uh, makes me want to pound my table here. 
but she can't even know how much gas is on the Bifrost vessels, and we've confirmed there's she's not communicated externally. I need to pace around and continue pounding. Children, you know when I get irritated. You've seen me pound my desk before. I do more of a tapping instead of a pounding like this captain to show my displeasure. You know when I tap my foot, do you know how you feel? You say, oh boy, Professor Agatha is not happy with us. We've misbehaved. And then I usually say that after a long pause, Professor Agatha is not happy. Anyway, back to the story here. Sorry. Okay, tell me everything we need to know so far. Anything the crew thinks is worth mentioning. Okay, Captain, I, I have some updates, but they don't appear to create a, have any solutions to our problems. I don't, I don't have the technical specs right now, but the gist is they don't have the right data. They've been looking at what data is missing and apparently the first slight indication that our input to the Walton no, ma- no longer matched that Walton's output was this split-second sensor report from just minutes after detaching from the Bifrost. It's possible that if the doctor is using some sort of computer malware, it could have uh, gone on our auxiliary ship during docking, or she could have brought it on board by other means. One guess is in her bionic limbs... But at that point, Dr. Zhang Antui would be, uh, she was sleeping. So uh, given a broad analysis of engine outputs or former engine outputs, uh, engineering believes we're currently, yeah, we're not going to be able to slow down if there's no gas. And uh, they're looking over all the star charts to see we are headed into a, a unexplored zone that no one ever goes and visits. Uh, and it's really vague and we're out of communication range, uh, or we will be permanently soon. And then we won't even have communication with uh, technocracy. We won't have any, you know, contact with FTS, uh, you know, anybody from, you know, any of anybody in charge, they might even think we're not working captain we got about four hours till that happens, but we still, communication is not even working right now uh, because all incoming and outgoing data has just been halted. The last successful communication or data transfer we had was that call with Captain Park, uh, and uh, that was at the doctor's behest. Oh, boy, this is confusing. I'm thinking about everything. Okay, well, but after we had the conversation, we logged everybody's location, correct? Uh, yes, yes, Captain, but we can't confirm the accuracy of that log. Okay, there's someone ringing. Come in. Somebody's ringing the doorbell. I heard that, Captain. Yes, come in. And then children, another one of the chorus comes in, a different addressed chorus member. Captain, I got your order. Uh, that you just sent out a few minutes ago. We removed uh, the, the, the prisoner, and we took the person out of time out and uh, brought them back to the room. What, what? What? What do you mean? This is irritating. I didn't give any orders. I've been here thinking and brainstorming. Uh, a team was supposed to be looking, searching her room for a diary or some sort of tools or something. 
Captain, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I got the order, and we filed to run the order quickly, just like you said, uh, uh, tip-top or whatever. And we didn't find anything strange. Uh, we took her tablet out of her room. We knew she's not to have any screen time. Uh, and uh, we also we, we went through with that release. Like you said, release them, release, release them from timeout and... You know, from from our uh, perv, purview or whatever. Perv, I don't know what pure purview means, Captain. But uh, off, you know, off of our command, basically. Here's here's your order. It's signed, sealed, and delivered, and it even says, "I'm yours, Captain." You know, that's that that's you, right, sir? Okay. Oh my goodness, this is a forgery. How did she even do this? Because it's a digital forgery with a hologram and a thumbprint and an eye print. Somebody's got to be helping her. Okay, go back to your station, please, and make sure you're working, focusing on your work. Uh, and disregard any digital orders. Don't, only, don't take any digital orders, please. Only in-person orders. Uh, physical orders, face-to-face. Face-to-face via digital hologram, sir? No, no, no. In person, I said. In person? Would would you? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, boy, Captain. It appears the doctor's announcement was only on the command deck, uh, according to what I'm hearing around the ship. Uh, The rest of the Walton was not affected. So this message must have only been for us as a display of power. Holy mackerel, this is horrible. Okay, so nothing in her files says she knew anything about computer programming or this high-level stuff. Uh, And you said when this started, she was sleeping. Yes, Captain. Like I said, she could have pre-recorded a message and set it up. uh, Like, remember, do you remember MP3s, Captain? Like, she could have said that... uh, uh, like she could have set that up during the rescue part, uh, but she didn't know we were coming. She didn't know we were coming to coming to rescue her, and she was sleeping when we got there. Sorry, Commander, I'm getting a call in uh, to my headset. Uh, the command crew is waiting your announcement about the evac, Captain, and if we're re- they really want to know if we really ran out of gas because uh, that's really not good. They also said the backup fuel's empty, so then they said, we'll be, if we're going to be stuck, we won't have anything to do. Okay, what about the comms crew? What did they say? The commander, they, they need uh, two more hours. Okay. Oh, so, okay, if we get nothing by then, we'll reassess and, and make a plan. But uh, get every the heads of all the departments ready for a briefing. Because we don't have any time to lose. Okay, uh, Commander. I don't. What would you like me to do about the doctor in her room, uh, Commander? Captain. Sorry, Commander. Captain. Just leave her. Uh, like it doesn't matter. She's on the ship and she doesn't have any screen time. Uh, so once we have this briefing, I'll figure stuff out. Uh, oh, can you hear me saying how? Uh, you know. Okay, Captain, let's get to work, though. 
Okay, I just have to walk on the command deck in here. Oh, boy, there's the ambience of the typing and the beeping and the working and the focusing. That makes me feel secure. That uh, And those are mechanical keyboards, right? So they don't even need power. Um, well, to make the sound, they don't need the power. But to, anyway, let's get to the meeting. Let's get this meeting going, sir. And there we paused, children, and the command deck. Now we want you to think about a simple room. Uh, on the Walton, a cabin, as they say. When it's on a ship, uh, they say it's a cabin. And uh, there is uh, Nolira. It's worrying, thinking, fretting, possibly. And then she hears ding-dong. And it's a talking doorbell. Can you imagine if you lived somewhere where your doorbell talked to you, children? Who here, raise your hand if you want to live somewhere with a talking doorbell. Okay. Yes, Edgar, if you if you had a talking doorbell, I would have it say to you, do your homework uh, in, the, in the evening. And in the morning it would say, wash it, go back inside and wash your face, uh, they, like and then do your homework and then go to school. I'm just kidding, Edgar. You're one of my favorite students. Uh, okay, but this doorbell said, "Ding dong, visitor at the door." Nolira ignored the doorbell, and the doorbell persists. "Ding dong, visitors at the door, ma'am." What the doorbell could not see, because it's just a machine, was that she was lightly resting, her eyes closed. Uh, now, now, I'm just resting with my eyes closed. That means I'm sleeping. I've had a long day. Uh, ding dong, excuse me, there are visitors at the door. Holy mackerel, these, these talking doorbells. Also, I'm a two-way talking doorbell, and someone wants to speak with you. Uh, hello, doctor. The captain has ordered your presence on the command deck. Uh, if you continue to dismiss us, uh, you know, we'll have to, uh, like, uh, use stern, give you a stern talking to uh, to get you to come along with us. Or we could try begging Oh, okay. ZZ, that's what I call, that's what, that's what she calls a doorbell. ZZ, I love it. Uh, and yes, we have a ZZ. This is spelled ZZ, but yes, ZZ, I know you, your, your name is not ZZ, but, uh, anyway, open the door, please. Uh, there's footsteps, uh, and the doctor says, well, I'm not trying to dismiss you, commander. I was resting. Okay, well, why don't you come with us, doctor? Okay, I'll come with you then. We have to walk the whole way, huh? Yes, uh, we should walk in silence, though, because uh, it's a long walk down this hallway. There's all those... Now, they're in a ship, uh, children, so there's other sounds, and you'd be curious to know what are they passing as they walk this long hall, a canteen to eat in? Yes, yes, an outhouse. Uh, there, there would be an in-house or a, a bathroom. Uh, they would call it here on the ship. I think they call it a head on a ship, I believe. Oh, what's a ship? Like a boat, uh, but bigger. Good question. That's a good question. 
And then they go and they take some turns. They probably take a lift, uh, which they had at one of our fairs. It goes up and down levels before you ask the question. Oh, is it run by horsepower? Great question, uh, Zeke. Uh, th- th- no, it uh, it could. It's run by something similar, though. Good question. And then finally, they eventually arrive on the commander deck, and we hear the sweet, sweet sounds of, uh, you know, busy, busy, not busy work, workers busy, I believe. If there was busy work, it wouldn't be on the command deck. It would be where your commander can't see you. Captain, I'm here with uh, your guest. That's a stern sigh, because this stunt has left me in a difficult position, Doctor. I don't even know if we're out of gas or we're just pretend out of gas. That's one. My whole command crew wants to know that. Are we out of gas? Are we out of fuel? Are we out of gas and fuel? What about the so- what we- what the batteries are drained, too? Batteries aren't charging. Is that real, or is that just because we, you know, are so dependent on digital readouts? Uh, and uh, they said, well, there's really, we, like, uh, they said, well, we have other readouts, but they're all, we have some, you know, I don't know, they have things with, like, that aren't digital, with a thingamajig that goes back and forth. They're trying those. And with the fuel, they're even using a, a dipstick, but they said, we still looks like we're out of fuel, but we still don't know. But I'm really curious about this. You know, as a commander, I have to have a bigger view, which is like, oh, interesting. Does it even matter? Are we really out of fuel or does it seem like we are? It does matter if we're going to slow the ship down. But everybody's waiting for me to make a decision. And I can't make a decision until I decide. Oh, uh Oh, you're talking about that announcement. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, that I made while I was in timeout, huh, Captain? Huh, that big announcement I made, eh? Yeah, I'm really caught up in my thoughts, so I can't pay attention to body language there, but uh, I don't even know how you did it. Uh, but that's not important because uh, the clock's ticking. We, we don't have power over the ship. Uh, pretty soon... I've been made aware that the mechanical keyboards will make a typing sound, but they won't make any inputs. And that's just the start of it in the next 32 hours and two minutes. Yes, Captain, until uh, we kind of reach the point of no return, as they say. The critical point of no return. Uh, Do you think we could speak to Captain Park again? Uh, I don't think that's required. Required? No, no, no. I didn't say required. I want to speak. I just want to, like, uh, like I, what do you want me to do? Like, I could give in to your demands, uh, and then it wouldn't be required. It's a request. Uh, but, you know, if you do you have any additions to your demands? Uh a ship? Oh, okay, sorry. I'm just, this is a little bit of pressure here. They don't teach us to, you know, even experience didn't teach me this. So please excuse my hopeful tangent. Could you rescind your previous requests and actions and maybe we could have an amicable outcome? Hmm. 
Well, it doesn't appear as I'm, I don't think I'm going to be changing the terms laid out during our previous conversation. But yeah, I do have something I want to add. Sinan. Sun Sinan Anrun, uh, the, the other, one of the other people on the Bifrost with me, he didn't get a fair, he got consequences without getting a fair, fair hearing. And I'd like you to all log an official request of some kind for his case to be reviewed and for him to get a full hearing of his peers when you get to a station or a free planet. Oh boy. Like, so you're interested in bettering Trinan's life uh, when we're about to run out of gas. Uh, 400,000 people. Okay, Captain, I'm trying to save people, to help people, uh, including Sinan. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on political that we've seen here and that I'm not comfortable with. And Sinan has the right to, to get a full hearing from his peers. And he's not perfect. I'm not saying he's perfect, uh... But are we going to log the request or not? Are we going to keep talking about it? I will. Okay, we'll do it now while I can watch you visually log it. But it can't log it. There's no communications. It's not working. Everything's not working. I don't know, Captain. Why don't you try? What? Uh, it's working now. It's beeping and lighting. This is Captain Sarpon of the OTV Walton. Okay, it's logged. It's logged. I unlocked it and logged it. But we don't even know if it's going out. Uh, and uh, it's not necessarily going to help his case that you advocated for this when you're messing with us. And w w what should I tell? You, you remember all those that bird seed? Uh, that was on the Bifrost for all the bird, 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 birders and bird fans. Uh, what should I tell them? Because you, you, you launched all that bird seed off. And we're trying, we're going to try to recover some of it. Uh, what do you think of all those birders? What do we want me to say to them? Uh, Captain, I'd say that, uh, they can make their own bird seed. Uh, that I don't, I didn't feel that that bird seed was high quality enough. And, uh, I try to do the right thing for the birds and the birders, actually. So, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, for this is just doesn't seem like there's a lot you do know. Oh, there's an announcement coming, but you're standing here with me. Hello, crew and guests of the OTV, Walton. This announcement is to inform you of the lack of fuel on the Bifrost and subsequently the Walton. 31 hours now remain before we pass the critical point for momentum. And that aligns, ironically, with uh, the Bifrost crew. So please prepare your stations and personal effects for evac from the Walton. What in the what? Wasn't that you that just made the announcement, Doctor? How are you doing this and why? I can't I can't really answer that, Captain. Uh Captain, we can't permit her to do this. Uh, the Walt we're in charge of the Walton and she's taken over. Uh excuse me, 
I'm in charge here. That's a count. You know, you're countermanding my command. We already discussed this. Uh, Dr. Nolera, uh, we, we, we'll begin procedures for EVAC. Uh, but we can't do that till you give control of the Walton back to me. Okay, just wait a second, Captain. Can you hear those new beeps and uh, that ringing and the bass thumping? Do you hear that bass uh, thumping? And uh, now your command tablet is beeping. Oh, C- Captain, everything's back. Uh, everything, control of everything. Okay, figure out where we are. Call Captain Park. Get navigation to print out all possible current location data. And, uh, like, a send a message. Oh, wait, there's more beeping. There's more beeping. What is that beeping? Everything's gone, Captain. She didn't even do anything. It's gone. She must have, she's got to have help, Captain, uh, from Sanan Anrun or, uh, Someone from the Siren 7. Yeah, but there's, there's, like, uh, there's no evidence of that. Uh, who is helping you? I can honestly say that no one is helping me. I can tell you this, though. You've got 32 hours, Captain. I hope you can evac. You know, Doctor, the strange thing is I really think you mean that, uh, but you're dismissed uh, to your cabin right now. Please release the Walton controls, and we'll begin our evac. And once we've launched the auxiliary, auxiliary vessels, uh, we're going to need to open up a com with Captain Park so we can prioritize things at least. Thank you. And there's beeping children, and then there's, uh, that was, we got caught up in that story. That was good, hi, children. There's beeping, and there's tapping, and then there's walking as Nolira leaves to the room. And we hear doors swishing and tapping and people. And then a crew member even says, uh, we don't like you, Nolira. And then uh, Nolira goes into her Auden. Hello, Doctor. Sorry I raised my voice earlier at the cabin. No need. I knew I should have never come to see you. Oh, the captain told you then. Yeah, yeah, there was a meeting. Like, uh, uh, like I, I was there because I was a rep- 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 Yeah, I was a representative of the Cyrus 7. And I don't think we should even be talking because of your current... I don't even know what you're up to. I mean, you, you made me, you really make me feel naive. Uh, I thought better of you, but maybe I was just starstruck. Yep, it does look like the evidence for my guilt. Guilt is overwhelming. Yeah, I never saw how easy it would be for someone to pretend there's something else when they're really a oogie boogie or a boogie oogie. Well, that's a compliment, uh, you know, that, uh, but why don't you go further and say, geez, I'm from, maybe I'm from Earth, uh, one of those other legendary, maybe I'm a Pied Piper. How come there's no movies about the backstory of the Pied Piper, but maybe there are? Taking so many people along with me, but there's no way that, uh, that's true because, uh, on this ship or the next one that I would do this all on my own. 
But, you know, when I ask for help, when I go to others for help, all they can think about is my past or by their own disbelief, and they just dismiss me. Even out of caution or caring, I'm left to find my own solutions. So you'll have to excuse me, because I got a boogie like an oogie. And Olira starts to walk down the hall. There's a rustling as uh, she goes in and they hear uh, a voice. Uh, Do you believe my actions are unkind, Nolira? Nolira says, Do you care what I think, Allie? If you did, none of this would be happening. Oh, 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 oh. She says, You know, children, when you make that sound, sometimes it could feel good. You groan. So groan with no lira. Now, children, there's one part of the story I'm not going to tell you. The next uh, sequence of the story, because if you listen to it on the real vast horizon, you'll hear the voice of uh, your own pod, the pod man, you know, like uh, uh, talking is a little tiny role. So listen to the real episode to hear this missing scene. Uh, and I'll close out a story now. Now, children, we're in a spaceport or an airport or or a port, you know, like when the ships come in for all of you. It's busy, there's crowds, there's noise of working, footsteps and and those things. And you know, like uh, what they go, what I've told you tales about taxis and those kind of things. This is in the future, though, a futuristic world, uh, and there's a driver sitting there, Dr. Rivers, waiting for Dr. Rivers. Uh, no Lyra comes along. She says, that's me. Which company are you with? Uh, which company? Juan Rinston Porter's in delivery, doctor. I'm supposed to be here waiting for you. Oh, yes, yeah, thank you. I, I was just being cautious, uh. I don't know, Enlin Fan or Juan Rustin well, uh, so I'm not sure how long it'll take to get to the address I sent. It's in Gonson. Oh, doctor, I know Gonson well. It should only take about uh, 20 technocracy minutes to reach the address. Uh, the port's outside of Juan Rustin, but in the right direction. Uh, this way, and I, and I can take your bag. Then there's busy footsteps as they approach the vehicle. The driver looks, uh, the driver looks uh, nullier up and down. You look familiar, Dr. Rivers. You remind me of someone. There used to be this show my children watched. Uh, it was a geologist. Uh, she would, they, she would talk about the formation of planets and volcanoes. Go, go, go. Geo, geology. You you look like you could have been on that show, like one of the guests. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, no, 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 no. It's nice to know children still watch those shows, though, in for, like real science, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I, I thought maybe there's like tourists coming in. There's some sort of parade uh, been going on the past few days coming up, uh, too. But you look a little bit different than a tourist here for a parade. Are you here for work or something? You kind of look like you don't look like you're relaxed on vacation. No, I'm not here for a parade. But what I'm here for is personal. 
So I'd prefer to write in silence. I don't want to be like snooty silence, like don't talk to me. I just have a lot on my mind. Well, thanks for explaining it in that way, because otherwise I would have said, well, excuse me, but excuse me, Dr. Rivers, of course. And they drive along, children, as you drift off, they drive in a floating way. Uh, maybe the uh, the driver's talking about blah, blah, like the podman would. Oh, there's a building there. I know I'm not supposed to talk, but maybe you're just not supposed to listen to me. Uh, this is air stop 71. At one time, you know, I dropped a penny here, and then I forgot I dropped it, and moved two years away. So something like that, children. And then the driver says, we're at your destination, Dr. Rivers. Well, thank you. And uh, Dr. Rivers and O'Leary gets out of the car. Uh, This is only going to take me a few minutes, I think. Uh, Could I pay you to wait? Uh, And if I'm not back in 20 minutes, you could leave me and bill me for the time? I can do that. Okay, thank you. And then Nolira takes a break, uh, and she goes up and uh, knocks on a door, and it opens. And the person uh, says something, and then they re- oh wait, wait, sorry, I, I see you must. I'm assuming you speak English. Uh, sorry, hello. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Nolira. I'm looking for Cincinnatin. I'm Simpson. Simpson, um, uh, I'm sorry. Could you could give me a moment? I got to take off my sunglasses and my hat. I've been moving undercover. You're Doctor Jiang Antui. I'm so happy to hear of your rescue. Uh, come in. We, we could we could have a drink together. I'm here about Benan, your brother. Yeah. We have not heard from Benan for so long. We were told to assume he had, you know, moved on to another stage of existence. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was like, yeah, let's have, let's sit down and have a drink together. Yeah, yeah, please come in, sit down. I'll get us some drinks. Then you hear children, the sounds of calm sitting and water being poured, maybe some tea, maybe some other calm beverage. Tell me of Benan, please, uh, doctor. Yeah, when I was captive on the Ranwan, uh, there was free Trenin Alliance prisoners uh, that were there. They were sent there to help me and to translate Trenrin. Ah, yeah, Benan could speak Trenrin. He could speak Trenrin, Yungrin, Yingguan, Technocracy Standard. He was even learning Italian, too. And Fagan, of course, he loved to learn. He wanted to be a doctor, not like you, but a medical Trenin doctor. Yeah, yeah, he said he was a volunteer medic, uh... Benan was one of the ones they sent to help me. I'm sorry to say that it's true. He did pass on to the next stage of existence on that ship. You spoke with him last of anyone. I hope you were kind to him. You know, he didn't strongly dislike you. None of us do. I know. He, 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 yeah. 
Oof. He was kind and funny, and he said he was happy with his family, you know, that you, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. He he gave me a little bit of hope, and it went a long way, and I can't thank him enough uh, for trying so hard. Well, our family thanks you. I'm so relieved and happy to hear he seemed unchanged. That he was still so much like I remember him. You know, we we said goodbye to him uh, some time ago. Otherwise, I would have invited you to celebrate his life with us. Well, yeah. Oh, this is a, yeah. Well, let's just have a drink then, and and you could tell me more about him. Yes, uh, he would like that. And then children, you know, as uh, the, the, the two of them sat and, and conversed and, and in a way that comforted one another and said, it's okay. Yes, we're both having strong feelings and it's not easy, but we're both uh, beings that have strong feelings and we can share that fact and know that well, all does not always feel well. In the moment we are here together, the two of them having drinks and sharing fine memories and self-soothing and soothing one another at the same time, children, as we teach here. And also know that this story still has one chapter yet to go that you should listen to right in Vast Horizon. That's V-A-S-T-H-O-R-I-Z-O-N, right? in your those, well, not you children, because, but in another world, people listen to these things on a, like a brick uh, that they hold to their ear or something. So, yes, that is the end of our chicken. And I encourage you to check in more and experience some theater of the mind for yourselves. Good night.